Welcome to episode 14 of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. This podcast explores the intersection where passions meet, meld, and inspire. In this case, we discover that synergy within the lessons learned from music and education. Pretend that this podcast is like the back of an album cover you have just purchased and you are reading a set of liner notes. In case you are wondering, liner notes are meant to serve as a written companion to the vinyl album. They were either banal or insipid in execution. It was evident in some cases that the author barely listened to the album. Nothing was revealed about the music. I prefer the type of liner notes that attempt to capture the essence of the music, the words written bordered on poetry or read like a Jackson Pollock painting. In this case of the podcast, these are digital liner notes. I hope not to stray too far in the banal and insipid category while you listen. My name is Sean Gaylord, and I am a middle school principal. I am also the author of The Pepper Effect. That book explores my passions for the Beatles, music, and the schoolhouse. This is the 14th episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast, and it's entitled You Just Wait. If you have read my book, The Pepper Effect, then you may remember the origin of this pivotal quote in the book. In this episode, we will explore how that quote from Paul McCartney, plus the somber, bearded Paul McCartney of the Let It Be sessions, an empty presentation room, and a student's request all serve as variables for hope. Imagine that you, generous listener, and I are visiting our favorite record store downtown. It's a quiet Saturday afternoon, and our friendly shop owner is playing the unadorned, naked version of The Long and Winding Road by The Beatles. I love both versions of this song. For those unfamiliar, producer Phil Spector was given the purposefully rough tapes of these sessions and salvage the album with his signature wall of sound production. This decision has split many Beatle fans who argue for the originally intended naked versions of those sessions. Paul McCartney himself was not a fan when he heard what Phil Spector had done with the songs, especially with the move of Spector placing an orchestra and choir on the long and winding road. This version fits in with the rather desolate last few weeks in the schoolhouse. Spring break is several miles away from the distance 
and all kinds of challenges have been a fixture on our respective nervous systems. We are hearing the naked version in our record store visit. The song is a beautifully sad gem from the Get Back, Let It Be sessions, of which George Harrison quoted Shakespeare and referred to that time as the winter of discontent. John Lennon called it the most miserable session on earth. For me, the long and winding road stands as an emblem of the Let It Be album. I have waxed poetically and obnoxiously on the merits of an album that most Beatles fans do not put at the top of their favorite albums list. I champion this underdog of an album for several reasons. I was born on the exact date and year of its release. Also, all my life, I relate better to the underdog. I have taught students who have been written off for whatever the reason, and it's been a privilege. I've been principal in so-called low-performing schools, and that has been a privilege as well. The Let It Be album is my soundtrack for those times of trouble where I have needed words of wisdom and encouragement. Here's the long and winding road, the unplugged naked version, worth a listen if you are not on the Anchor podcast platform. Either version of the Let It Be song is worth a good reflective listen, and I highly recommend you seek it out. hearing those beautifully wrought lonely chords of the long and winding road as I look upon an empty presentation room. I am supposed to give a talk on my book, The Pepper Effect. No one has shown up. I'm not exaggerating. Literally, no one is coming. I am bereft, embarrassed, and melancholy. I am unfairly comparing myself to those edu-rock stars and superstar speakers who don't go through this, to my knowledge. I am singing the D-list blues and beating myself up in this empty room. Are these the same feelings that Paul McCartney is referring to in The Long and Winding Road when he sings, Why leave me standing here, let me know the way? Was he battling loneliness and failure as he wrote The Long and Winding Road? Lately, I have been strolling along that long and winding road. It has been an arduous set of weeks with many recent challenges in the schoolhouse. In many ways, I closely identify with the despondent-looking Paul of The Long and Winding Road during those miserable sessions. If you've seen any footage of Paul McCartney during that time, he appears somber and reflective. His face is covered by a heavy beard and there is a forlorn look about him. Much has been written about McCartney's heavy-handedness during these sessions. 
It even drove George Harrison out of the band for a brief time. As a young fan, I was turned off by those stories of Paul being bossy and overbearing during that recording. In recent years, as a school leader, I have developed another take on it. I believe that Paul McCartney, during that time, is doing his very best to keep the Beatles together. He knows that it's probably over for them as a band, but he won't admit it. Instead, he carries on to rally the band however he can. You can feel his will being imposed on the band to be a, to be great again. There are moments where the band does rally. You can hear it in the raucous version of Two of Us where John and Paul are harmonizing and goofing around in a loose version of that song that will later kick off the Let It Be album in acoustic form. Let's listen to the acoustic version of The Two of Us if you're listening on Anchor. If not, I highly suggest you track down that track and enjoy its harmony, its beauty, and simplicity. Here's two of us. Much has been written and analyzed about the Beatles and their collective psyche during the Get Back, Let It Be project. The arguments, the distance, the walkouts, the triumphant rooftop concert with all roads leading to the grand finale of the Abbey Road LP. My last podcast episode was centered around the glory of the rooftop concert in honor of its recent 50th anniversary. I am still walking along that long and winding road with Paul. I believe I can identify with where he was during that time. As a school leader, I have felt like my bandmates were not playing together or reaching the heights that I believe that they could attain. I have withered in frustration, scraping to hold the band together just like I feel McCartney was during the Let It Be sessions. In the midst of my maudlin beats, I have permitted myself to forget my purpose and why as a school leader. It's easy to let the vision slip from one's fingertips like sand. It's convenient to allow the naysayers to echo with I told you so's laced in derisive laughter. It's simple to give in to the status quo of whatever line needs to be towed in education. I have allowed the scoffs of others to dim my world-changing dreams to tower over and rule my mindset. The long and winding road in the schoolhouse can be laced in self-pity, negativity, and hopelessness. Have you been there? Have you had those moments too? You are not alone because I have been there as well. This is coming from the guy who brought you hashtag Celebrate Monday, folks. The same Paul McCartney 
who is in the midst of his own personal and professional crossroads during the Let It Be recording sessions, was thumbing his nose at previous negativity in just three words. You just wait. Let's flash back to about two years previous to what John Lennon called the most miserable session on earth. And let's take a visit back with Sergeant Pepper. Sometimes it takes an empty room to remember one's purpose. Hurt from seeing no one seated for my book presentation, I looked down at my copy of The Pepper Effect. I didn't write this book to become a speaker. I wrote this book as my love letter to the Beatles and the schoolhouse. I wanted to share how this band inspired me to be a better leader and person for others. I see a book that I wrote and it stands as eternal living proof that all dreams do come true. Sometimes it takes three words from a bass player from a bar band that made it very, very big to remember one's purpose. You just wait. Those three words circa 1967 from Paul McCartney resonate as his response to various members of the press who were proclaiming that the Beatles had washed up due to their seemingly career suicidal turn away from consciously creating hit singles and lucrative live performances. McCartney knew that his band was creating a masterpiece. This masterpiece would later be called the greatest album ever made. The album is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Sometimes it takes the words from a student to remind us of our purpose in the schoolhouse. A few weeks ago, a student honored me by using yours truly as the topic for his Black History Month project. The student wanted to know about my background and various biographical details. He was also fascinated with the fact that I had written a book. He stated that he never met an author before, and he was inspired that his principal had become one. I gave him a copy of The Pepper Effect, and the look of surprise and gratitude on his face is something that will remain with me forever. The following week, another student had also heard that I was an author, and he asked for a copy of my book. It was a truly random moment in the hallway. That moment beats down the image of being in an empty room and serves as a reminder for my purpose as an educator, to be my very best to help change the world for kids. 
What are those things that remind you of your purpose as an educator? What drives you to greatness and harmony in your role? What keeps you moving with positivity and purpose on the long and winding road? I encourage you to jot down those things or share with a colleague, friend, mentor, and thought partner. Remind yourself daily of that purpose. Sometimes you have to remind yourself by the minute of that purpose. Sometimes putting it in the universe with trusted friends helps. And trust me, when you remember that purpose, the world will get better and the days will get brighter and you will be better for kids in the schoolhouse. I'm truly grateful for the experience of rediscovering my purpose in that empty presentation room. Sometimes it takes a desolate moment of loneliness to reignite our passion and purpose. We have a choice to carry on with positivity or negativity. I submit that before you succumb to negativity, please tune back into your purpose. For yours truly, I seek out those lessons in the obscure trivia of my favorite band, The Beatles. Know that the long and winding road does not have to be a lonely one. Use this time to harness that purpose of yours and create the masterpiece that the world awaits from you. You are not alone. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to the Principal Liner Notes podcast. I truly appreciate you listening, and I am so grateful for you taking the time to tune in. Thanks, as always, to the legacy and inspiration of the Beatles. Thanks to the Sky Dogs for the inspiration behind the closing musical theme of this podcast. The song is called Another Groovy Day 3.0 and yours truly composed and performs on it. You can follow me on Twitter at smgaylord if you are listening on any podcast platform and you enjoy this episode, then a five-star review would surely be appreciated. Also, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple as your support is greatly appreciated. You're also welcome to leave feedback via recorded message on Anchor, and I will respond back. This is Sean Gaylord, and this is the Principal Liner Notes podcast signing off for now. Don't forget to share your passions and dreams. Our world needs them from you. Catch you on the flip side.